Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi and welcome to the uh, fifth episode of the Away Ends. Uh, I am joined today uh, by Craig, fantastic name of course, from uh, Blue Monday podcast, uh, which is our uh, Ipswich Town uh, colleague. So uh, Craig, thank you very much first of all for, for joining and spending some time with us to go for a review of the upcoming game and uh, a little bit of our past. So um, thanks a lot for joining. Tell us a bit about yourselves. Yeah, yeah, cheers, Craig. Um, well, yeah, a bit like yourselves, we're a member of the the TalkSport fan network, like you guys. Um, we've been going for almost 10 years, nine years it is um, currently, 2015. We started, it was started, um, a couple of guys, Dave and Ben, started in a room together. And um, 2015 was the year that we just, well, we'd missed out in the playoff semis in the championship. We just scraped into sixth. Um, into the in the playoffs and lost to knowledgeable people in the semi final under Mick McCarthy. Um, and, yeah, and since then things haven't gone particularly well. And the subsequent well eight years really, um, it would been a, a pretty steady decline um, ever since um, into into League One eventually. And then I say we we managed to claw our way back. But in terms of the pod, there's now. Uh, it's now increased. There's seven of us um, involved in the pod. Um, ben, who started it off, one of the original original two I spoke about, your your viewers, listeners might know him from his championship um, channel. He's got a, quite a few followers. Benjamin Bloom um, on the championship channel. He's a bit of a championship expert nowadays. He's also got uh, Sam Parkin involved um, on his channel and has also helped out in the when the championship was on Quest, um, he's one of like, the research guys on that. So, yeah, that's that's how things started off. I must say, there's now seven of us involved. Where there's a few of us, four of us, I think, are local to Ipswich and their surrounding areas. The other three are dotted around the country. So, you know, every match we've got all of us pretty much at home games, and and good two or three of us at away games. So, yeah, we've got pretty much all angles covered. Um, we do a pre-match show. There'll be a, a pre-match show. Two of the guys will do that tonight, live on a Thursday, um, previewing the the match with you guys on our YouTube channel. We do a flagship show on a Sunday night, reviewing what's just happened, and then we'll do whatever we can midweek to to fill the gap. Really. Cool. So yeah, thank you very much, Simon. I mean, we we go live Monday evenings um, where we're covering off the the games or or previewing what's what's upcoming. Um, yeah. The, the only difference really between us, we've been going 13 years. So it's oh, uh, wow. a, a, a bit of a difference. But uh, funnily enough, started off by two blokes just chatting about our club. So very, very Talking rubbish in a row somewhere, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we have got obviously an upcoming game where you guys at the moment are absolutely flying. 
I mean, I've got to say, across the league, the team that really have took, I think, everybody by surprise, you know, after your promotion last season, I don't think anybody expected you to be in the position where you're, you're fighting for that second spot. Uh, and I say second, I don't think anybody is going to touch Leicester. They are just phenomenal. But you're in that, that fight for that second spot. And if not, guaranteed a playoff. I mean, anybody fourth upwards, really, for me, that's it. It's, it's done and dusted. The, um, the, the the last two spots, really, are the areas that everybody is is fighting for. So it's it's brilliant, first of all, to see you guys back up there. Um, and, uh, you know, over the years, we've had quite a few decent games. I mean, the, the last five have really made some interesting reading. Uh, so, you know, Birmingham have, have won one, Ipswich have won one, and we've drew three. Um, but weirdly, the score lines. So, you know, the two games that both of our teams have won have been won by a single goal. Uh, we've gone through some decent draws. We've had some two-alls and some one-alls. So um, it's going to be interesting as we go into this game to see how the result pans out at the, uh, at the weekend. Um, obviously, as well, as we come into it and, and we'll start talking a little bit more, but there's a lot of players, so many players that have overlapped between the two clubs um, uh, over the years and many years uh, that I'll run through. And obviously some linkage as well to to managers. Uh, and I know from, from messages from from all of yourselves and the fans, there's a lot of love for uh, for, for Tony Mowbray at the moment. And, and we wish him well obviously, from ourselves. And, and I know I've had uh, best wishes from, from yourselves as well in terms of his ill health. So, uh, you know, get well soon, Tony. Uh, I'm sure there's, there's messages from yourselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Just to start off talking about Tony Mowbray, obviously he's a bona fide legend at, at Ipswich Town. Um, he's in our Hall of Fame. You know, he, he came and joined us uh, from Celtic. Um, he had some pretty um, horrific family issues up in Celtic and I think <clears throat> George Burley brought him down to Ipswich uh, mid 90s, 95 probably um, and I think at that point in time he just wanted to sort of get out of Selwick and clear his head and yeah. sort of move down south sort of thing um, and he ended up you know, I think we can all, those of us of certain age can probably remember exactly sort of what sort of player Tony Mowbray was in terms of um, you know, solid dependable defender and a, a solid dependable bloke um, and he he joined us, um, as I say, and he played alongside your the guy who's going to be in charge at the weekend, Mark Venus, um, in the back in the back four we had at the time. Um, he also played in the same team as Jim Magilton and, and Matt Holland. So we had a, a core of again decent fellas playing um, along the spine of our team, really. Um, and I say he probably played crikey. 150 games for us um, and the last one of those was at Wembley in the playoff final where he, he scored a goal um, to yeah. help us get promoted up to the Premier League um, and then so he's just been loved um, while he was here and, and since he's gone he had a very very short period as the caretaker manager um, in and around yeah. the Burley time um, and then you know he's disappeared off and um, been manager of various uh, quite a few championship clubs and there's always been a bit of hope really that our paths would cross again, but the, the timings haven't really ever um, managed to manage to match. Yeah. No, unfortunately not because, you know, we, 
as you guys will hopefully find out, you know, he's he's a very decent championship manager who plays half decent football as well, you know, and he knows the league um, inside and out. And as you say, we we all wish him the the very best. And we're we're loving it at the moment. I mean, I've got to say the the Tony Mowbray style of football is really beginning to rub off. You know, the defence is looking solid. Um, he's bringing players back into the team that have been on the fringe, so they you know they're getting, being given their opportunity. But also, it's that it, it, he's still got that attacking prowess. You know, up mm. until past couple of games, it, it, in fact, up against Blackburn, you know, prior to that, we've had sixty odd chances on goal. Not not many of them, should we say, on target, but sixty odd chances recorded on goal and, and no goals. And now, the past couple of games have been, uh, uh, you know, pleasurable for us because we beat Blackburn and then go on to to beat Sunderland at the weekend. So we're we're, we're coming in with a good run of of form, but. I mean, what about for yourselves? I mean, what's what you run a form coming into the game, and I mean, your expectations really of, of of the season. Where did you start, and how do you feel now? Well, as you said initially, the, we're now beyond all our hopes and expectations for the season. You know, when when coming up from uh, League One, we had a hell of a lot of momentum with us. You know, we we'd scored over a hundred goals we almost got to 100 points albeit still finishing second to to Plymouth remarkably um so we always hoped that we'd carry a bit of momentum into the season but we just carried on as we were as we finished off really in May and Mm. that was probably in no small part the fact that we didn't really sign anybody um in addition to the team that came up yeah we we added George Hurst yeah we added George Hurst who was on loan we added him as a permanent um added a couple of uh, loanees from the Premier League, which you probably need to do when you're in the Championship to, um, you know, just to fulfil some gaps in your team with a bit of quality, which we've done. And we've got one of those, Amari Hutchinson from Chelsea, who seems to be a bit of a uh, star in the making. Um, And I say, we've just been on a roll ever since, really. We started off really well in August and September. um, Crest of a wave through the autumn um, and were a few points ahead of, for even third um, yeah. coming into like November time. Um, we had a bit of a stutter around uh, Christmas, New Year, probably in line with George Hurst getting injured. Let's say we, we play with one single striker up front um, and George Hurst was really our only viable option for the first few months of the season. As a result, we had to flog the poor guy to death in every single match, you know, just get as many minutes as we can. And eventually his hamstrings went twang um, yeah. On uh, on Boxing Day, I think it was against Leicester, and we haven't seen him since. And he's out for now for the majority of the season. And it was pretty much at that time that we suffered this dip, dip in form, and got nine points from nine games. And that coincided with Southampton going through this run of not losing in 22, 23 matches, wherever it happened to be, and they oh, sort well. of just overtook overtook us for a little time. But even despite being on the back of that losing run and us being on a bit of a dip. We still seem now to find ourselves ahead of them again, albeit just behind Leeds um, going into the weekend. But what we've done is we've re- we've replaced Hurst with Kiefer Moore um, on loan Good from Bournemouth. Who, yeah, yeah. He another. We're talking about Tony Mowbray knowing the Championship from a manager's perspective. Well, Kiefer Moore knows the Championship from a, from a player's perspective, and he's um, ever since pretty much he's come into the team. We haven't every match that he's started, we haven't scored fewer than two goals in. Um, because again, now he's giving us a focal point to either win all his headers or indeed just 
play the ball into and play off of for the guys that sort of um, run around behind him um, doing the tricky bits and pieces. So um, our upturn in form has pretty much coincided with Kiefer Moore joining at the tail end of January. And, um, you know, we've we've sort of turned that around in the last um, week or so. We've picked up three wins from the last, uh, last three games, which has helped us, again, as I say, overtake overtake Southampton and now as you said you know we're now not looking at the play you know we are looking at the playoffs because we're in the playoffs but we're now pretty much guaranteed we've got the same amount of points now that Sunderland did last year at the end of the season to get into the playoffs if you know what I mean so it's just been one of those crazy crazy seasons isn't it that the top four just seem to have so many points and then as you said about the the from fifth downwards there's a hell of a bun fight going on and you can down to mid-table, if not lower mid-table, for teams that are probably looking up at sixth and thinking, you know what, we're going a bit of a run here. We fancy ourselves of just sneaking in there, possibly. I mean, there's always a team, there's always a team that goes on a run towards the end of the season that, that makes generally that last spot in the in the playoffs. But this this league this season is just unreal because every team is capable of beating each other. But when when teams go on runs, there are runs that are you, you know they they they, they last. They're not just scoring one or two goals. There's normally more in it. And mm. they look absolutely <coughs> you know, flying throughout it. But, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. And we'll come on to the game going, uh, the weekend uh, shortly. I think, uh, you know, I mentioned it earlier, but players that have been linked with both of our clubs or have played for both of our clubs, I thought during my last interview with, with uh, our friends at Sunderland that there was a, a big list. But, my God, when I sat down and started looking at the Ipswich and Birmingham overlaps, there there were so many of which a lot were loans, but there's permanent signings as well. And, you know, to, to name but a few, we've got Ian Atkins, uh, Keith Birchin, who's phenomenal for, for both clubs. Alex Bruce, uh, a, a guy, obviously, who came with his, his father at the time when he was at Birmingham. DJ Campbell, he, you know, he didn't, mm-hmm. didn't play too many games for, for, for Birmingham, but when he came, he, he got some some decent goals. And then we've got the likes of Stern John, Nicky Forster, um, who again turned out for both David Stockdale, Matt Upson. Um, and for me, one of my actual favourite players when I first started going on, down and watching Birmingham was uh, was Nigel Gregor. And uh, uh, right, you yeah. know, he, he's obviously turned out turned out for both as well. So there's there's quite a list, and it's it's so long. So, I mean, out of, out of all of those, are there, are there players that particularly stand out and you remember across both clubs that, that have played for Ipswich? Yeah, well, it's quite interesting, actually. You say um, Ian Atkins, we bought, and this is probably, yeah, let me think, John Duncan time. So, I was just turning a teenager, probably. And that we bought him from Everton pretty much to be our captain of the team. Mm. Um and then we bought him from from Everton, and he was captain of a team which wasn't a particularly great team under John Duncan at the time. Um, and then we, I think we sold him directly to you guys, didn't we? Um, yeah. You probably bought him, bought him straight off of us. Um, and similar to Keith Burgeon, he definitely was before my time. Um, yeah. And I think he was sort of on the periphery of that great team that we had mid going into the late seventies um, that you know pe- people around this neck of the woods know and love. Um, and he probably couldn't just quite get it, break into that team because it was a, a team that was very much on its way up. And again, I think we sold him to you guys for a fair chunk of change, I think, at the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, as you say, he did he did well for you guys, didn't he? Scored a, scored a fair few goals for, uh, for you. And I've had the pleasure of uh, of meeting him and speaking to him on a couple of occasions. And he is just a, 
a, a, a top-notch Pearson full stop, you know. And I think that's generally when you go looking at the names and going back over them, that's that's what we've seen a lot of. Um, and in fact, one of them, I'm just looking at my list now, one of them that I should have mentioned because we've not long had him on the Tilton Talk show, actually, was uh, was Danny Sonner. And uh, he he is just such, such a character. Um Loves his football, but overall, what a, what a chance, you know, and, and again, right. the pleasure of, of me. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Meeting him at a meet and greet at St. Andrews. Um, so it, it's it's just seeing those names, just thinking, wow, you know, we, we really have had some great players crossing the, uh, the divide. Yeah, well, you think one of the ones that we I should probably mention more than most is Paul Cooper, um, who we got from from yourselves, and he went on to play crikey, probably almost six hundred matches, I'd have thought for for Ipswich, and that was he was our goalkeeper during our glory years, um, yeah. and probably on the list of appearances. Uh, let's think off the top of my head, probably just behind Mick Mills and John Walk in terms of most appearances ever for Ipswich Town. Um, so. You know, we're talking about Tony Mowbray being a legend. I'm not sure what the strata is above legends, but uh, Paul Cooper would uh, very much be in that. Um, and one more who I've got, anyone who follows the, the uh, Blue Monday podcast will know I've got a rather unhealthy obsession with Steve Witten, um, who joined us. John Lyle signed him for us um, and ended up getting promoted to the original, the inaugural Premier League. Um, he was an integral part of our of our team, along with like the likes of Chris Kiwamia and Jason Dazelle when we got promoted in 92 up to the first Premier League. So, yeah, Steve Witten, I think, did a, a decent job for you guys as well um, earlier in his career right. before he eventually en- ended up at us and scored some good, um, important goals in our in our promotion season. And you mentioned Dazelle there. We've got, obviously, uh, he's, he's... Yeah, Andre. ...on loan with him, uh, with us at the moment. And, wow... You, you know, he's, he's coming to the club, he's hit the ground running, he is just such a workhorse across the midfield. And I still I still don't understand how and why QPR have, have let him go. And, and there were such mixed responses when he signed from, from both areas. It was it was quite surprising. But um, and you mentioned one other name there as well, Mick Mills. Obviously, Mick Mills was heavily involved with, uh, with our management structure at one point at, at Birmingham yeah, yeah. as well. So that there are so many that have been involved. And we talk about managers. We've mentioned Tony Mowbray, obviously, already. He was, did the very short stint as a caretaker manager with yourself. But the one person that's across both clubs is the, and a name that nobody will ever forget is Sir Ralph Ramsey. Uh, you know, and he, he did 
managed both Birmingham and Ipswich as as well as as that superb nineteen sixty six team. Yeah, exactly. And I think we were we were obviously the first club that he um, that he managed, um, and he took us from um, third division to second division to first division um, champions in um, successive years. Um, and you know, as you say, we, that is a, again a proper legend. He's got a stand named after him at the club. We've got he's got a statue outside the club, and um, you know, along with Bobby Robson, he's uh, you know, our two most famous uh, managers for uh, for obvious reasons. Um, both of them England as well. Both yeah, exactly, reasons. exactly. Um, and they both went from Ipswich straight to England. Um, that's their, their their career path, sort of thing. So, yeah, it was quite interesting. To so when was he, he must have been with you? What a couple of years after he left England, I suppose. Yeah, it's towards the latter part, I think, of his career as well in terms of the the overall footballing side of things. And he was he was only there for a very short period as well. Um, I think it was the times when when Birmingham were just getting to, you know, they, they, they weren't the standout team, but they were also not the whipping boys. You know, and we've been through both of those phases. And again, I think when we look at both clubs, we've both been through that, where we've been top end, doing well in the top league, and then ended up being the team that everybody's thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to go there and we're going to get a result nice and easy. Um, but it's nice now that we're, we're both again in the situation where stability is key. You know, uh, you, you've you got the probably the standout, shall we say, famous person and links to your club at the moment with, uh, with Mr. Sheeran and I think he sponsors you as well, if I remember right. He sponsors the shirt, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, we've got his tour on the on the front of our on the front of our shirts. I've done for the last couple of years. And I think he's signed up for a, at least another year as well. So yeah, he he gets to matches when he's not touring over here, there, and everywhere around the world. Um, so yeah, he, he comes along. Um, he's got his name on the squad list, sort of thing. So um, whether he's turning up on Saturday or not, I don't know. It's uh, I mean, Jesus, music, music wise, I think uh, we we have definitely, you know, so. Uh, we're probably equal as far as those are concerned. So, oh, I'm a, I'm a big ELO fan, Craig. Oh, well, there you go, then. That's it. We win. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, before we go on to the weekend's game and obviously uh, the good old predictions, what I'm interested in is, you know, one of my personal uh, memories and probably best memories uh, that I've seen is is actually at St Andrews against Ipswich Town, obviously in the League Cup semi-final as it was at the time and, and I did have the uh, the privilege really of attending both games so the, the close call uh, down at Elliot uh, Switch we were saying just before we started the, you know this this recording is that's the only ground that I've ever been to where I've got off a coach you met by a policeman and you're thinking right they're going to take us straight to the ground but no we were handed flyers and taken to the nearer pub and it was just absolutely superb and those two games for, for both clubs will stand out for obviously different different reasons. From my perspective, St Andrews that night and will forever stick in my mind for literally the stadium bouncing. It's an atmosphere that I don't think has ever been replicated in there. Um, obviously, Trevor being in charge as well at the time was, was something that all of us as fans will will never forget um, the pitch. 
unquote, I couldn't class it as a pitch, really. I mean, for you guys, you probably remember it just as the uh, it was the cow's field rather than anything else. It was it was absolutely atrocious, but it was a it was just a, a fantastic night. I mean, for yourself, what what what's your most memorable game? Probably the same one for exactly the opposite reason. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, yeah, as you wrote that when I was talking about Tony Mowbray and us being um, promoted to the Premier League in 2000, it was that season, our first season in the Premier League, um, and we were on a roll. You know, we ended up finishing fifth um, that season. Marcus Stewart scoring goals for fun for us. Um, I think he scored in the first leg, um, and you know we, all, you know, the way that we were playing in the league that season, we probably thought we were in with a chance of. Getting to uh, getting to Wembley, especially no no offence, drawing Birmingham in the semi when oh, I think Liverpool were in the other half of the of the draw. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. You say that second that second leg, and Ipswich fans still talk about it now. It being an absolute bear pit of an atmosphere um, at St Andrews for that second leg. You know, it's just being whipped up into a frenzy. The pitch was like a ploughed field, which probably yeah. um, evened up things a little bit. Um, and yeah, I think you ended up. Um, trouncing us in the end we got it went through to extra time didn't it um in the end and yeah i think the, uh, the I, I unlucky think that the, bounce that's what everybody remembers is the unlucky bounce um yeah. but no it was, it was a, a a fantastic night and one that you know I'll, I'll never forget so we we uh we come on to the weekend and uh both teams going in with a, a good run of form as we've discussed but uh, what what are your thoughts going into it? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say from, from my perspective, it's going to be a very tight game, a tough game. You know, Ipswich are are flying, and like you say, scoring for for fun. We're defending well, and we've got um, a team that's very balanced at the moment. And I'm looking forward to to hopefully that that continuing. Uh, I think it'll be really tight, and in fact, you know, the I could see another draw. I think that that record that, that's already showing in the league may may continue. But what's your thoughts? Who, who's actually, I should say as well, who should we look out for? Well, it's quite, uh, quite interesting, actually, because um, we probably, we played Rotherham midweek this week um, and probably produced our worst ever performance under Kira McKenna. It was, it was atrocious. You know, we were, we couldn't string a pass together. Um, what we've been doing, since McKenna joined, is playing out from the back. Our goalkeeper plays like a sweeper. Um, you'll see him push up. He'll have the ball at his feet and he'll be enticing the strikers onto him to break that press and, and get us up the pitch. Um, and it just didn't really click for whatever reason on on uh, Tuesday. So we're looking for a bit of a reaction at the weekend. And at home, our, our games are pretty crazy. You know, there are goals galore in our in our home games. Um, we are scoring more than two goals in our league games this season. We're conceding more than one, one and a half goals in our league games this season. So the the the, the Cravenbo guarantee will be it won't be a nil nil. Put your money on nil nil. <laughs> yeah, no nil. No, no. um, <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So I think there'll definitely there'll definitely be goals. Um, I, I I'm going to have us down for a three one um, because I say at the moment we're a bit particularly watertight at the back, but we do score goals. Um, and at the moment, Amari Hutchinson, I said earlier from Chelsea, he's making a difference. He's predominantly coming off the bench. He's not starting many games for us, but what we're, what we're tending to do is putting out our, our big guns for the first 60, 70 minutes of a game, tiring out the opposition defence, and then bringing on even more 
attacking options from the bench. We don't very much. Kieran McKenna doesn't tend to use his substitutions for defensive uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. He tends to replace his front four with another four coming on the pitch to just to, to go again, basically. Um, so if Kiefer Moore took a bit of a knock at the at, during the week, so hopefully he'll be fit because, as I said before, he you know he he is integral to the way that we play. Yeah. Um, we bought in. Ali Al-Hamidi from Wimbledon um, during the transfer window um, for, for a million quid or so. Uh, he was the top scorer, I think, in League Two. And he's sort of being fed into the, into the, into the team from the subs bench at the moment. So if Kiefer Moore isn't fit, then I'd imagine he'll start. But um, it'll be Kiefer Moore with three of um, Hutchinson. Sarmiento is playing for your friends at West Brom for the first okay. half of the season. Um, Wes Burns, Connor Chaplin, Nathan Broadhead, any combination of those will be playing in the three behind the single striker. Um, Sam Morsey is our captain in the centre midfield and he gets through an awful lot of work and is arguably our uh, most important player, just you know, drags the whole team along with him. Mm-hmm. And on the left, he's called a left back, but he doesn't tend to play a lot at the left. He's spending more time up the opposition corner flag than he does near his own <laughs> uh, corner flag. Leif Davis, um, he's got an awful lot of assists and the, he's starting to get an understanding with um, Kiefer Moore as well. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a few. I'd, I'd, I'd say that Hutchison off the bench, if he doesn't start, will be pretty key and Kiefer Moore to just, you know, tie everything together up front because, yeah, we do we do tend to score goals at home. It's just a question mm-hmm. of how many we can keep in from going at the other end, really. I think you know, if I think about players at the moment uh, that are on form with with Birmingham, I mean Ethan Laird, we can keep him fit. Um, I think he's arguably one of the best, if not the best, fullback in in the league. You know, the signing from Manchester United was just absolutely superb getting him there. His charisma and his character as well is really coming through, and he gets us as fans. So, you know, the, the past two games, he has really just been cheating everybody up. From a striking is, perspective, Stansfield. What's Stansfield? Yeah, because I say we, we were linked with um, him yeah. in January. And the, the sort of whispers we were getting down here was that with Rooney still being in charge at the time, it was quite likely that Stansfield was, was going to leave. But then oh, obviously yeah. Rooney getting the boot and, and Mowbray coming in, that sort of flipped on itself and... Stansfield stayed, and I think that probably ended up with us going for Al Hamidi on a on a permanent. Indeed, and, and Stansfield's one of these players that he he will have quiet games. Daniel Avovas, where he's absolutely outstanding and unplayable, he's also the type that can just he he, he can just turn it on. You know, he'll just be very very quiet, and then all of a sudden you'll just do something completely out of the blue, and you'll think, "Wow, where's where's that come from?" Um. He's been unlucky. He hasn't scored as many goals just as uh, of recently, but he has been massively involved in, funnily enough, similar to what you're saying, you know, running defences and, and creating opportunities. And the weekend, he had one uh, just immense standout volley, which it was credit to the Sunderland keeper to, to actually keep it out. But he is typical of that and he can just create those, those particular opportunities. But we're, what we're seeing now, his goals spread across the team, coming from the midfield. So, Jordan James is 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 dipping in there. Miyoshi, obviously, the weekend came up with it, and he can he can turn things around. Pike, the uh, Korean midfielder, he he is just growing more and more and more into our team at the moment, and I think he'll he'll get his opportunities to score, and, and goals will come. 
So it's 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 going to be interesting. I mean, I'm going to go actually with a with a, a draw, but I do think it'll be a one-one. I think we've we've got two teams that at the moment, like I say, you know, we're both scoring goals. Uh, we're not leaking half as many as what we did under under Wayne Rooney. The weekend's game for me is it's it's for Tony Mowbray, you know, and and that's that's the way I see it. And and Venus being in charge. It's not as though he's been away from it all. So he's been involved with obviously everything that, that Tony's been doing. So it's not as though we're yeah. going to see anything any different. So I do see us having a draw the weekend and it should be a good game. It will definitely, it will be nothing but entertaining. I say you, you're getting value for your money. If you're a season ticket holder at Ipswich at the moment, you're getting value for money through entertainment and uh, and goals. So yeah, I think there'll, there'll definitely be goals in the game at the weekend. Cool. Well, I'll. End it as I always do by saying thank you very much indeed for your time um, and for joining us on on Tilt and Talk and going through the game. Uh, I wish you every well in the uh, in the league, apart from this weekend. Um, and you know, as as always, keep right on and thank you very much indeed. No worries at all. Yes.